We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. So Jesse, tell us, um, I guess, what new thing you have for us. So this week, Stephen, it's all about setting goals in the new year and years beyond and staying true to them. So we wanted to talk about today the new course that we have just launched. It's called How to Set Goals and Achieve Them. And if anyone listening is familiar with our courses, they know that these courses are so intensive. This one is 80 pages long. It has a ton of subsections to help get you thinking about goals and how to see them through. Yeah, they're like mini books. And I mean, this makes sense to roll out a course at this time because we're moving into 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, Give us some snippets of, one, give us snippets of maybe what some of the subsections are. And two, if people, um, if the individuals listening have never read through a course, how can they navigate like 80 pages on your mobile phone can be a bit daunting, right? That's exactly right. It is like totally, it can be totally overwhelming when you think about how much content is in the courses, but I'll walk you through how it works. And like Steven said, there are subsections. So for this course specifically, it talks about what are goals to how to set realistic goals and everything all the way through accountability and measuring if you met your goals. So those are some of the subsections. So the way it works is when you visit the site, either on a computer or on your mobile phone, the table of contents pops up first with those key questions that I just read. And then if you have one in particular that pertains to you or you wanna learn more about, all you have to do is click that question and it will jump right down to that subsection. So you don't need to be digging through and control find what you're looking for. It'll jump right to that section. Yeah, and then on mobile, I think there's an arrow up that you can click that and jump back up to the table of contents too. So yeah. Save your fingers from scrolling, yeah. Because yeah, it can be a lot of scroll there. Um, All right, so what's the, they'll be able to find the link in the bio section of this podcast, Um, but like what's the cost for that? Um, and how can they find it on the website? So our courses are all always totally free and they can find it by visiting pageantplanet.com and clicking the article section. The first article you'll see is always our pageant daily, which is our daily newsletter that goes out with tips um, and questions of the day, et cetera. And then right below that, you'll see how to set goals and achieve them. Click right there. It'll take you to those 80 pages of goodness. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing the five ways to stay motivated in 2019. But I'll also say it's applicable in 2020, 2021, and beyond. So Jesse, go ahead and set the stage for us. Well, Stephen, this time of year, there's no secret that New Year's resolutions are a huge part about starting off the new year on the right foot. However, many people... Um, often myself included, fall victim to setting resolutions and then like failing within the first few months or even weeks of setting off. And now we know, Stephen, you and I, that pageant contestants are consistently more motivated than the general public because we have a demanding industry. And But as a result, like motivation can sometimes still come in waves. 
So I want to start by sharing what I imagine is a very common goal amongst our listeners. And this 2019 goal came to us on Instagram from Orion Golden underscore. And she said, to succeed in pageantry and working my way to the top on it. So do you think that's probably a goal that every single one of our listeners has? Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere along that context for sure. So like, what does this goal mean? It could be the number of appearances you do per month, number of minutes you spend on interview prep, the number of hours you worked or try to secure sponsorship. Whatever your concrete goals may be, here are five tips to smash them so you don't become a victim to falling short. Okay. Well, so before we get into this, can we talk a little bit about how to set goals? Like what is actually a goal versus what's not? So we can jump to point number five where we do talk about that if you okay. want. Well, we can start there. Let's start number five. Okay. Let's start with number five because I think that it is important in, in light of you know what our very first one is, like to succeed in pageantry and working my way to the top in it. Like... For me, yeah, that's kind of like the context of the goal, but it's not a quantifiable goal. That's like exactly. I want to, you know, it's like I want to be more successful in business. You know, I, I was thinking, have you made your goals yet? For- I have not made my goals yet. I have time outlined this weekend to go through. And then, so like, let's just go in number five. I talk about all this stuff. I okay. promise. All right. All right. Let's go point number five. T- take us to point number five then. Okay, so point number five, which is really point number one, we're going to go with point number one today, is set concrete goals. And this helps because if you just say something vague, like, I'm going to be a better me in 2019, how does that help shape your days? It doesn't. So like generic statements like this, it'll be difficult to outline your choices and empower you to dictate your time. And I say empower because when you wake up and you have this goal, you know, okay, I can wake up 20 minutes early and achieve this activity that will help me reach my goal, or you just wake up and you're like, okay, at some point today, I'm going to do something related to that goal of being a better me. So that's why a concrete goal is so important. So we'll start there. Um, But if you say something instead, like, I'm going to speak conversational Italian in 2019. Well, now I know I need to, one, I have to seek out apps or lessons. Two, I have to carve out time to take them each day or each week. So right there alone, there's a concrete difference in specifics when it comes to holding myself accountable. Like I can't just like willy nilly look up an Italian word a day and speak conversational Italian. It's just not going to happen. But if I say I want to speak Italian, like what, what does that even mean? So something specific and quantifiable. And like, Stephen, we can talk about like what that means to a pageant contestant. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I will... I'll say that all of my goals start off vague, right? Like because you you start off with a vague desire of, and for you as a contestant, I want to win a pageant, mm-hmm. okay, or I want to be more successful in promoting my platform. And then you have to ask yourself, like, because that points to your desire of, okay, you there's an area of your life that you want to improve. Great. Then what you do is you fine tune, like, okay, what does success look like? Does success look like more appearances, which you've already alluded to, Jesse? Does mm-hmm. it, um, what does like win a pageant title look like? Is that like win Miss Universe or is it win a local title inside the Miss America system? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or is it like volunteering more hours for your platform? So th- it ranges, but everybody starts off pretty much vague at first. Um, and then from there you have to identify like, what is your success? Even the conversational Italian, like, is it like how many words, like it, 
who, like, what person do you want to have a conversation with and be able to have a meaningful conversation? Is it like your Uncle Jim or something like that? Not very an Italian name. Not very Italian at all. Uncle but, Johnny. <laughs> Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny. So that's, um, that's my take on it. But, yeah, I totally yeah. agree. And here's what I would suggest to anyone who might have this vague goal or don't even know where to start. So I would say to make it palatable, pick three areas of your life that you want to improve this year. And I'll give you some examples. Health, cultural awareness, so like watching the news or learning more about certain cultures. Like do you have a weight goal? Do you have an education-based goal? Maybe you want to re-enroll and get your next degree uh, or maybe you want to get a 4.0 domestic abilities. I mean, you want to learn how to cook better or you want to be more on top of um, being organized, cleanliness, et cetera. Um, presentation skills, community service, et cetera. Those are just a few to kind of get your juices flowing. And then once you've identified like the three you want to like go with, like Steven said, start vague and then write those three topics down. So maybe you chose health, education, presentation. Maybe those are your three. And then right underneath those, I want you to write your specific goal within that topic. So if it's health, I want to drink more water. Okay, that's pretty vague, but okay, I want to drink, and you can say I want to eventually drink 70 ounces a day. Maybe it's pretty pretty conservative. And then you can start there. Like, okay, months one and two, I'm going to drink 50 ounces. Maybe you sink at drinking water. Like, that's a good way to start. Um, so within that, so pick your topic, keep it vague, pick the ultimate goal, and then tasks within them that you need to complete in order to get there. And that way, like you start vague, but then, okay, you wake up every day, you're empowered to make the choices to help you get there. Yeah. That, I mean, that's perfect. And I mean, for me it's like, okay, I wanted to, like, I haven't set my goals for 2019 yet, but I'm in that process of exploring them. So mm -hmm. I mean, as the, as the recording of this, you know, I, I haven't done it yet. Um, and then starting off with like, okay, I wanted, uh, one of the things I want to focus on in 2019 is I want to have a closer relationship with God. And I was like, okay, well, that's pretty vague, right? Like, what does that, what does that look like? And so I was looking at, like, does that mean more prayer time or does that mean more like reading the Bible? Like, what does this look like? Um, and what I found out was like, oh, okay, basically I want to increase my charitable giving. I'm like, okay, great. By what percent? Like, what percentage do I want to give? That sort of thing. So then that's quantifiable. And then with Pageant Planet, I want Pageant Planet to be more successful. Okay, what does more success look like? Well, I want us to increase by, um, it was like 600%. I, I don't have the per percentage there. It's like, great, what is that ultimate number? And then what is the breakdown of that number every month? And then mm -hmm. what action step am I going to do to make sure that I get it every month? Yep. Um, and then business terms, you have to think like, what are some potential problems that will like stop me from this or what's potential problems that's going to happen be as a result of this increase. But so that's, I mean, a process from business life perspective, Jesse hit the pageant perspective. So with that, you can like absolutely achieve any goal because there's no such thing as an unrealistic goal. There's only unrealistic time, time frames. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I say, I usually say to our coaching contestants, like what is, if you could dream the biggest you could dream, maybe it's like pick three, 
maybe they want to be on the Today Show during their reign. Okay, well, how do we get there? So first, the first step to that is, okay, maybe get some experience on some smaller news channels and news shows. So the first step there is call your local news station and ask for a meeting. And then from there, you talk to the producer, you see if there's an option, and then if it works, great. And then you get more exposure. And then, okay, not even that, can you do this again with a larger scale? And then eventually, You'll get exposure, you'll get experience, you'll become more natural, and then that Today Show goal seems a little more attainable because you've started somewhere. Some people almost often don't know like where to start. They have these big goals, but they don't take it, like sometimes it's several steps back to really start the process. People give up before they even begin. Yeah, and at first, th- this whole process of setting goals, we hear about it for so long, we're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. But when you're really setting a goal, it does take some brain power. You got to really think through it and formulate that plan. When you do, though, the likelihood that you're going to achieve it is exponentially. Exponential? It's exponential, Mm -hmm. not exponentially. That was not grammatically correct. Allison would cringe. Allison's our queen of editing. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. That's point number five, which is now point number two. So, or point number one. So, let's now go into point number two. Point number two is to journal. And I love the suggestion. It came from um, one of our own, um, Allie Hoffman, and her Instagram name is Missy Allie J. She submitted it there for us. My best advice to stay motivated is to write down what you think. Grab a cute sparkly notebook or journal to help track of your keep track of your goals throughout the year. And if your goals include pageantry, be sure to scroll through Pageant Planet directory for all of your vendor and system needs that apply. So journalism is or journaling is one of those things. Like, is it is it just me, Stephen, or do things just feel more real when they're written down? It it feels more real, absolutely, because you're thinking about it and you're also mm-hmm. like assessing your progress of it, right? And that, of like, yeah. I would agree. And like I talk about plans and expectations and dreams all day long. But until I sit down and write everything out, it's hard to truly grasp. And I think another reason journaling is a great outlet is because some of us may not feel comfortable openly sharing their opinions with others. Even you and I have no problem communicating our emotions and our thoughts, but some people are naturally more introverted than others, or maybe you've not fully bought into the confidence of the plan yourself, and that's okay. So journaling allows you to release these thoughts and emotions free of judgment. Yeah, and you know, journaling doesn't have to look one specific way. Like when I got involved in journaling, and started it, I did the traditional notepad or whatever, and I attempted to do it every day. Mm -hmm. It just didn't work for me. Um, Now when I journal, um, I do it in my spreadsheet as it pertains to Pageant Planet, where I recap everything that happened for that month, kind of like the good, the bad, the ugly, so that I can see and look back on it and say, oh, this is where we fell short, this is where we succeeded, um, and then it helps me to course correct in my own mind and somewhat put logic to, um, okay, in business sense, like it helps me put logic to why the numbers were maybe ahead of projections or below. For you in pageantry sense, like as you have these quantifiable goals, maybe it's a, a weight goal or maybe it's a, um, a winning a local title goal, et cetera. If you were to take this action, maybe it's you journaling after each competition and looking back on your entire process of what succeeded and what could be improved. Um, but that whole thing of like journaling, there are some people that really connect with it, that like doing it every day, and you could do it around the activity like I just mentioned. 
Mm-hmm. There's not a right or a wrong way to journal. There truly isn't. And like you said, Stephen, like journaling every day doesn't work for you. And it probably doesn't work for a lot of people. Some it may work perfectly for, but like you don't just have to write your thoughts and emotions. Like Stephen said, you can track the amount of weight you lifted on day one versus day 30. I have someone at the gym. She brings her book and every time she does a set, she writes down, okay, here's the day. Here's how she felt. So like I felt a little bit sluggish. So here's what she did. So she knows the condition, et cetera. And then she's able to look back and look at her progress, which I think is amazing. Yeah, You that- can track your meals. Like some people I know, like dietary restrictions and concerns are becoming more prevalent now. So I know people that have tracked their, their food intake to see, okay, I felt like crud after this meal. What, what did I, what did I eat? And did it, coincide with something else that I ate another time that also made me feel like crud. And then you can find a find kind of find that common thread, like, and maybe start playing with ruling those things out. I mean, there's so many different avenues and options to take to help get you started, like, and where you want to go. It doesn't have to just be free form words. Yeah. And I never really equated the gym, like writing down the amount of weight that you've lifted or your workouts as journaling. But I like when you use that analogy, I could totally see it. Well, and I will say too, like, like Ali said, get a pretty notebook. That is the first step I can possibly give you. If you don't journal, like get a really pretty notebook and a pen that makes you excited to use it. Otherwise, like if you're just digging through your junk drawer at home and you find like a black spiral notebook, like, and I mean, nothing wrong with that spiral notebook, but we are pageant people and we like extra. Yeah. So like, It sounds silly, but simply browsing and picking your own notebook versus like just grabbing the first one, it may help you be motivated to jot down your thoughts. And I I do want to say our box members, um, our box subscribers, they get their their coaching every month and then they get their box every month. One of the items in the 12 month box, which is like research, um, is, was a notebook and a really cute crown pen. Um, and the notebook was white and pink and really cute. So people can kind of keep that in mind. Um, so just a little plug, we give all sorts of goodies like that with pageant planet boxes, and you can find more information at pageantplanet.com backslash box. Love that. And you know, with me, I have colored markers that I either write with on a blank sheet of paper. I do Mm -hmm. not do lines Um, like when I'm journaling or when I'm like trying to organize my thoughts or I have really colorful paper Um, and then I take those thoughts and then I kind of put them on a spreadsheet. So I am like, (laughs) I am totally with you on it has to be fun. It has to be pretty. It has Mm -hmm. to be like engage me um, in order for me to want to do that activity. Oh, I have some friends that like getting their planner for the year is like better than Christmas. Like, oh my gosh, to find the right planner and the right accessories is just their favorite part of the entire year because they use it so much. Like people that are organized and live and die by planners, notebooks, journals, it's a big deal. Like you see it every day. So you better like it. (laughs) Okay. Anything else that you want to add to that before we move on to the next point? No, I think we're good with journaling. Okay. All right. So what's the point number three? Point number three is to focus on results. And this came from our um, queen of marketing, Sherry Shanley. She's sherry.shanley on Instagram. And she said, staying motivated through your resolutions can be challenging. The way I stay motivated is to stay focused on the end result and lots of positive self-affirmations. If I'm toning arms, she says, I will look so much better in those new tank tops. She's trying to drink more water. She says, I will feel so much better with less headaches and more energy and just try to 
keep try my best to keep any negative self-talk at bay and replace with positivity. So we're going to focus on what she said first, the focusing on the results. And I'll say if you're simply focused on completing a task, it totally disconnects you from the end goal and removes the emotional component about why you're doing it in the first place. So if you're changing your diet to be kinder to your gut with less processed foods, sometimes it feels like you're missing out on a lot of yummy things you may have used to eat what you're now trying to avoid. So if you keep your mentality around how you will feel as a result of those new foods you're eating, it's easier to say no to the others and feel confident in those choices. So instead of like, oh man, I wish I could have this, it's so much more delicious, say, wow, like I'm going to feel amazing after this meal. I'm not going to feel sluggish. I'm not going to have an upset stomach, whatever that may be that it's like bothering you that you're making that choice. Focus on the good. Mm. Now, another time that this comes in handy is when like it comes time to practice your interview or your walk. I mean, Mm -hmm. it can really feel like a chore, especially if your pageant is like nine months away or 10 months away. I mean, it it can feel just really tedious to do that, Mm -hmm. right? Because it seems so distant. Um, However, if you focus on preliminary swimsuit win that you're trying to achieve versus the 15-minute sacrifice you're making in the moment, you're more likely to complete it and have a positive attitude about it. And I can remember when I did my fitness competition, you know, when it was raining out or snowing out, I did not want to go to the gym. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. And then I started to picture myself and my current status standing on stage. And I'm like, all right, we've only got two months. You can do this. You know, and my total attitude and my motivation went through the roof because Mm -hmm. I put myself in that moment of how I would feel if I didn't put it all on the uh, on the table right there. And it really does. It helps you focus in. Well, it's as simple as just kind of like, okay, if I'm laying on the couch, I don't want to go to the gym. Going to the gym is a one day action. But if you instead say, I really want to win this fitness competition, okay, that totally changes the conversation. You're like so much more looking at your long term goals versus short sighted. So anytime you're like, I don't want to do this, think about what you're doing it for. I think it makes a world of difference. Yeah. So, but how do you do that though? Like, how do you really put yourself in that mindset? Well, I think I think it goes back to a lot of the things we just said. I will say, don't try to justify the bad choice. So like, it's easy to say, well, you know, if I don't go to the gym today, I'll go three other times this week and that'll be fine. And then you're more likely to be like, okay, I won't go to the gym. Like I found a solution. Like you're making, you're finding a reason to not do it. And I would say, don't even entertain the option. Like say, okay, if I go to the gym today, Like I can, like I can achieve my goal versus, oh, I can go three other times and I'll still do it. Like what kind of mentality is that? Like, okay, I'll do the bare minimum to get there. Like you don't want to be that person at the end of the day. Say you win the crown. It's going to feel amazing. But just imagine how much fuller that success story will be when you can look back and say, I left no stone unturned. Or if you're first runner up, you might think, wow, if I had only have done that, four more times, or if I didn't slack off, or if I didn't make those excuses, I mean, that can really weigh on you at the end of the day, if you don't get the result that you want. Yeah, why is it that it's so much easier for us to let ourselves down than other people? Like, it's Mm -hmm. so much easier. Like, if, if I'm saying I'm going to meet you at the gym, it's like, I don't care if I feel like it or not, I'm going to be there. Yeah. If I just make myself a commitment, I'm going to go to the gym every Monday, and Monday rolls around, I don't feel like it. It's like, eh, go Tuesday. Like, I don't know, why is that? But it 
I, I don't know. Do you know? I mean, I have no idea. I think it's more like we're just we're more lenient on ourselves versus someone else. And we want to make sure like, okay, maybe it's maybe it's our perception. I don't want that person to think that I'm a slacker or a quitter or I don't want to hurt my relationship with that person. Maybe it's that, but I don't have a, I don't have a good answer for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I do know that accountability is like in all the books of success, the seminars mm-hmm. I've taken, successful people I've spoken with, accountability is like critical in like achieving your your goals. So um, for now, we'll just leave it at that. We'll just trust the uh, the wise people that came before us and say, <laughs> loop somebody else into the uh, conversation about your goals. Somebody you can trust. Well, I will say though, it's this is not to say that moderation isn't important for you. Like, but here's the flip side here. If you're like me, I will always find a reason to eat cheese if it's in front of me, and I will always drink the wine if it's in front of me. So for me, it's best to not give myself the chance depending on my level of self-control. And like for any of you, like if you have great self-control and you know that, okay, I am going to indulge myself today, but I'm going to work harder the next day. It's not, okay, if I don't go today, I still do this. Like some people are just better at balancing that, but moderation is key. If you go, if you go hard 150% of the time and you're never giving yourself a break or a moment to like have to yourself, that's just as damaging sometimes to being, to being lackadaisical. So you have to find the balance. Moderation is important but not so much so where it gets in the way of achieving the goal, if that, make, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just, I'm such an extremist, though. Renata and I both, I mean, it's like moderation is one of my one of my challenges. Because mm-hmm. it's like right now, I'm like, well, I know I'm going to start my new diet in the first. So I'm like, I'm a trash can right now. If something, <laughs> <laughs> it's I am just a human trash can, like, chips like wine whiskey i think i've had pizza like three or four times this week you know it's just like trash can status but then when the the first comes it just it's like, on yeah and it's like the extreme the other way like no not in my that stuff is not going in my temple no and no uh <laughs> and then i'm all like self-righteous about it not like overly but just in in jovialness but you know i so I'm, yeah, maybe I need to make that a goal is to focus on what, what does balance look like or what does moderation look like? Anyway, I, I digress. Okay, so point number four is, is what? On like how, how can the, the royal listeners achieve and maintain their goals in 2019? So this one is a huge trend right now, not just in the pageant industry, but in all industries and it's self-love. And I'm going to try not to butcher the username of the listener that sent it in, but it's Holuakiki underscore Tomi, I think. Hmm. Love Does that, that. sound right? Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's pretty, it's probably pretty spot on. Excellent. So um, she says to love myself more and put extra effort in achieving what I believe in. So I want to focus on the first part, the to love myself more. And I already mentioned this is a huge one right now out in and out of pageantry and like it's by nature we constantly compare ourselves to others and against traditional beauty standards even though they are evolving they're still not there yet fully so by loving yourself more and dwelling on positive attributes versus our negative 
will gain more confidence and be a stronger force because there's less standing in your way because the biggest thing I find standing in the way of contestants who are successful is themselves. How do you do that though? Uh, well, I have, I have two habits I want our listeners to try to absorb from this call and adapt for 2019. The first is every time you're scrolling social media and you pick up on something you envy about someone else, make a point to counteract the weakness you see in yourself with mentioning a strength. So perhaps you're scrolling and another contestant posts their brand new headshot from like the top headshot photographer. And for a minute you doubt your own, maybe you couldn't afford to see that photographer. Maybe you had a sponsored photographer that you had to use, whatever it may be. Like if you're like, Oh shoot, my headshot is totally not going to compare to this. Say to yourself something like, you know, my headshot could use improvement, but I am on the right track with my community service schedule. And you don't know what that other contestant's community service schedule is like. You don't know what their resume looks like unless for some reason you've, you're privy to it, but I highly doubt it. So by counteracting the, the obvious strength that you're seeing in front of you, and we know that we're only seeing a highlight reel of everyone on social media, say, okay, you know, it's not perfect. Mine's not perfect, but what, I can, what I'm overachieving on is this. And that we're like, okay, you know, Here's the balance here. So if she has a great headshot, maybe I'm better at this. Or, And I hate to even say it that way because you don't want to overthink your competitors. You want to be focused on yourself. But that's a really easy activity as you're scrolling to beat self-doubt. Mm, that's good. All right. Now you mentioned two. Yes. What's the second one? So the other item is create a plan when you criticize yourself. So instead of being like, ugh, I have no areas of leadership on my resume. And then be like, well, I have nothing. It's blank. It's over. <laughs> so don't just stop there. Say to yourself, okay, next year or whatever time frame you're working with, I will join a mentorship program. So that's an immediate, okay, I need I need to gain leadership experience. Okay, so you can be a mentor to a kid and maybe big brothers, big sisters. That's an immediate leadership experience that you can add. Or maybe next year you'll run for student council. You'll put yourself out there in a way you never have before. Always be looking for solutions for your shortcomings. Or if it goes back to that headshot, you know, my headshot looks really unprofessional. It was done in my kitchen by my uncle with a great camera. It just doesn't measure up. Okay, now you know. Here's my plan. I am going to dig through my couch. This is a fake plan. Yep. Dig through my couch cushion, sign all my spare change, and then I'm going to go see Krishna Goodwin or Lindsay Hack or Matt Boyd or whoever it may be. So you have to say, instead of just dwelling on, oh, it's not good enough. What will make it good enough? And how do you get there? Yeah. When I find it, it, no one is above this. I mean, it, everyone is going to meet someone that makes them feel a little jealous, or a little insecure or whatever. Um, I pretty much do what you say. Like, I, I'm like, what is it about this person that's making me jealous? Mm-hmm. And I just give that to them. Like, oh, okay, maybe they're, I mean, I'm just going to pick something arbitrary. Wow. I, I wish I looked like that, uh, um, you know, and I'd be like, wow, okay, that's a handsome guy. All right. And, and we're moving on. And if I find that somebody that I'm following on social media consistently makes me jealous because of maybe the places they travel or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wish I could go there. Um, I just stop following them. And, and I just leave it at that because I'm like, why would I put myself in that situation day in and day out? Yep. Um, but by, complimenting them or really identifying what it is that you see in them that's making you jealous it it takes the power of it away because mm -hmm. you can point to it and you can just 
give credit where credit's due. Like, wow, yep, that looks like a very nice vacation. Or wow, you know what? She won the title that I was shooting for. Okay, next year, I want to win it. What do I have to do to win it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just give it to them because you can only see in others what you see in yourself. So if you are jealous about someone and then you identify that, wow, I'm really jealous of him or her because they won this particular title, then it's in you to win that title. You know, maybe not that exact title like you know, Miss South Africa or Miss Australia, right? Maybe it's Miss Australia International because you know, maybe you aged out. That's why I'm saying putting that limitations on you. But it's like you can, if you're jealous of a national title holder, it's because you have it in you to be a national title holder. And you mm-hmm. could only see that in others if you also um, like possess that within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's important to recognize the strengths in others. I think it's one of the key values of being self-aware enough to know what's necessary to win. If you recognize, wow, that is a beautiful headshot. Well, then you clearly know what it takes to have a great headshot. And then when you go to your next shoot, you can bring these examples to your photographer or to your makeup artist and say, I want to be me, but I need it to have this type of presentation. So it's the same level of quality, same level of... um, of presentation that someone else is bringing to the table. So recognize the strengths in others and use that to fuel and make decisions moving forward, not copying their decisions, but helping be inspired by the level of quality. It's perfect. Okay. What's the final point in achieving goals in 2019? Oh, you know, this is my favorite, Steven. Mm-hmm. This is staying organized. And there is a reason for the phrase. I, I love this phrase. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Steven, you know this phrase? Yep. Very familiar. It doesn't mean that disorganized people are dirty by any chance, and that's not what I'm getting at. But what I mean is there is something to be said for those that keep life in an orderly fashion. It cuts down on guesswork, lowers your stress level since everything will have a place, prevent you from having a scramble to find it, eventually adding more time and time to your day so you can be late more often. And it allows others to help you in the case of you leave something behind or need someone to pick up your slack. So, oh my gosh, I left my planner at home. Call somebody at home, hey, it's here and next to this thing on this desk. Hmm. So it's just so much easier when you have everything in order. And for many of us, it's not our innate skill to do so. So 2019, a new year, is always a perfect time to reevaluate what areas of disorganization are holding you back and how you can address them. Yeah, so let's say someone is very much disorganized right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we'll take it to the extreme. How do they even begin to start to get organized? So what I like to do, because I am that person, I'm like looking at my desk and I have like 45 projects happening at once. And I identify the disorderly areas of my life that hold me back from succeeding. So for example, one, um, one thing I applied to myself this year that made a huge difference is I planned my outfits on Sunday night. Because one thing I noticed, I was always 10 minutes behind where I went and wanted to leave my house because I always had traffic. It was because I was like trying on outfits, changing them like crazy, and I couldn't figure out where anything was, and I was looking for things. I knew on Sunday night what needed to be clean and what needed to be hung up and ready. And all of a sudden, I was leaving on time every single day. It was one thing I identified. Now, my kitchen cabinets are a mess. But nothing in my kitchen cabinets hold me back from achieving the goals that I want to achieve. So I address what impacts me the most, first and foremost. I can't always do everything, but I can do what I need to. That's my biggest pain point. Yeah, it's never 
like 12 items that's holding you back. Mm-hmm. When you really look at it and you take the time, and again, this goes back to setting your goals too. It takes mental energy and effort to think mm-hmm. through your problems and like, okay, yep. what's the biggest pain point here? And oftentimes you find that it's just this one small thing. Like for you, it's picking out your clothes on Sunday instead of every day a week or every day of the week, mm-hmm. which ultimately because you clustered that activity, you were able to get it done a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And then so now it's like on Sunday when you're not really doing much of anything anyways, you're like, eh, casually pick out your outfits, maybe while you're talking to Kevin, okay, I got this stuff going on. And you're preparing for your week. And now it's like throughout the week, you just set yourself up to win. Super yeah. simple. And I found that my, like, so I will say people that are, naturally disorganized, very, very, very lucky people. Um, we, it's easy to get down on ourselves. Like you're like, why can't I just be more organized? Why can't I be more careful instead of care less? So you have to forgive yourself. Like that is the first thing you have to do is like, you have to forgive yourself for this activity, but you have to create simple plans to prevent it from reoccurring. So if you, if you're like me and you know, the clothes issue is a problem and your closet looks like a bomb went off, you have to take a breath. You can't avoid it. You have to take a breath and say, okay, I'm going to dedicate two hours on Tuesday night. I'm going to get it back to where it needs to be and start from scratch. So once things start piling up, maybe it's, maybe it's your schedule. Maybe you forgot to put appointments in your calendar and now you're missing things and you're running late. It's really easy to just beat yourself up. And it's not cool that you're missing appointments. I will say like that is not acceptable. It's not acceptable to be late or to miss things or to run out on your commitments. But you have to say, okay, I, I didn't succeed here, but what can I do to be better? And then you have to like kind of reevaluate, reassess, refresh, and start from scratch again. And eventually, like me with the outfits, you will find something that works that you can stick to. And that's the biggest thing is there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's overwhelming at first, but there is a solution in mind. Yeah, and as you said, be easy on yourself. It's probably... I mean, taking me 10 years Mm -hmm. to be like really organized and it was an evolutionary process. Um, One that was like, I got to one level of organization and then that system didn't work and I had to course correct or as my life got more busy, I had to find other systems that worked. And whenever you start something new, there's opportunity for you to fail. Right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, big deal. Just make a game out of it. Like, okay, big deal. Like you're, you're giving it a go. You are you you have a plan and at least you're trying. <laughs> That's the main thing. You mess up, okay, whatever. You try again. So, um it's but I will say that my level of stress has went down exponentially by just like for example, I have one ink pen. When like why do I need 16? I don't. I need one and I know where that one ink pen is. You know, and then I use that and then when it dies and <laughs> runs out of ink, then I get another one. I don't, I don't use a bunch. I mean, and that was one of the first things I did when I started to get organized. I'm like, why do I, why do I have 16 ink pens? And like some of them work and some of them don't, but then I couldn't depart with that ink pen for whatever the reason. Like that big pen was so important to me. So I just <laughs> threw it away. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's easy. And so it's really helped to just reduce that clutter and, you know, keep me more organized. So... Yeah. And it's, again, it's those, like, if you have five salt and pepper shakers in your kitchen, Stephen, it's probably not stressing you out. Right. 
Correct. So don't address the salt and pepper shaker situation. But if the pen situation stresses you out, that's what you need to address. So like I said, like if you have a messy closet that just has like your holiday junk and it's not bothering anybody, don't waste. I mean, it's pretty nice. I shouldn't say you shouldn't waste, but don't waste a weekend cleaning that out when there are five other things that are impacting your daily life that need addressing first. So address the order of urgency Forgive yourself and then be willing to do trial and error to find out something that works for you. Awesome. All right. So in summary, if you could, because we said a lot here, if you could wrap this up, how would you wrap it up? So I would wrap it up by just saying like, okay, I think the biggest key, there's two that I want to talk about. The biggest key, first of all, is focus on the emotion behind every action that you do and where it will take you. And the emotion behind your decision is likely to win a title, I'm guessing, if you're listening to this podcast or to improve yourself in this po- in, in the process. So if you focus on that, like focus on, okay, I'm going to wake up today because it's going to get me closer to win my title or i'm going to make i'm going to make the decision to call five nonprofit organizations because it's going to help me win that title instead of just making it feel like a chore always tie it back to the end goal that's the first thing because when we're emotionally connected we're more willing to say yes the secondary takeaway is that we are all different, like we just talked about and we need to better understand how we operate and what we need to succeed Some of us need a little extra love. Some of us are motivated with harsh reality. It's totally different personalities. But whatever it is, once you recognize where your shortfalls are and accept them, then you can grow. So part one, self-love. Part two, self-awareness. Awesome. And thanks for listening. And if you've received any benefit from the show or from the ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It may seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world. 